0: I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst here at ITM Trading, a full-service physical gold and silver company, really actually specializing in custom strategies, and man, oh man, do you need to have that. We all need to have a strategy. Uh, Last week, we talked about some of the changes in the laws so that the banks shifted your your, your savings deposits. They're now classified as demand deposits. I think there's a good reason, but I don't think that's where they started. So let me show you some more things that have happened because frankly, banks have been gorging on risk. Why not? Whose money, whose wealth is really at stake? And do you ever bother to ask yourself, well, how safe am I? Because that's really what you need to be asking yourself these days. I feel safe because I have physical outside of the system, and I hope you do too. I love this headline. Love it. Central banks seek out riskier assets for reserves in yield drought. Well, let's kind of think about this title first this headline for just a minute, because you might recall that back in 2008, the central banks bought all of those risky derivatives that were not liquid off of the bank's balance sheet. They now sit on the central bank's balance sheet. You can also look at what's happening in Japan and even in the US, where central banks have been getting aggressively more and more into the fiat markets not because there's a yield drought which by the way they created because it's by design and how they're controlling or attempting to control inflation but it really boils down to the fact that it is all about keeping those fiat markets floating So that you do not know and that people do not know that the fiat currency is, I don't want to say is dying because frankly, it's already dead. And even officially it has barely any purchasing power value. And by the way. Just lately, I have been hearing CNBC, the talking heads on CNBC, starting to talk about purchasing power. I just about fell out of my chair. What? What do they care about purchasing power? They only care about the markets going up so that they make more money and they transfer more wealth. Okay. But what this article is specifically talking about is a survey from Central Bank Uh, wealth managers and they did state that they are 42 percent were considering inflation linked bonds I mean yeah let's let's buy the garbage to keep the markets afloat but 23 percent of the central banks also have plans on adding more gold to their gold holdings and we know since 2008 that has been on a tear but before they're ready for everything to collapse. They really wanna make sure that everybody is inside their web because, oh, those poor unbanked people, how hard it is for them. And and mind you, it is with the predatory loans, which we're gonna talk about in a minute. But I love this. JP Morgan and others, actually 10 others, plan to issue credit cards credit cards, unsecured debt, to people with no credit scores. Some of the largest U.S. banks plan to start sharing data, here we go, on customers' deposit accounts as part of a government-backed initiative to extend credit to people who have traditionally lacked opportunities to borrow. So there's a couple things about that. Number one, those savings accounts, well, guess what? They are all now um, classified in as a demand deposit account. So I don't know, you think they were maybe, I don't know, setting up for, for the ability to attach the savings account because we know that they want people to spend. So if inflation isn't enough, Well, maybe they get a little more aggressive with it. But if the effort is successful, it would mark a significant change in the underwriting tactics of big banks, kind of like the government initiative back in the 2000s after the dot com bubble to blow another bubble in real estate. And so we all know how well that ended where you had liar loans, you know, look, just, just say whatever you want. We'll give you a loan is the same thing happening with credit cards now, because really when you know you're going to declare bankruptcy, if you get your hands on credit cards, what do you do? You spend. So I guess it's not important as to whether or not, uh, people can actually make those loans. And here's my question. Does that really make someone better off? How about some financial intelligence so people actually understand what money is, how it's created, how it's supported, and the truth. Because people at the bottom of this ladder... The intention is never for them to be able to climb out of it. They want all of us to be debt slaves. Remember, World Economic Forum, you will owe nothing and you will be happy. Well, what happens if you're also a debt slave on top of that? Because there are 53 million adults in the U.S. that don't have traditional credit scores. My question is, do they even have traditional bank accounts? So what is that number that are outside of the system oh yeah that's right the central bank digital dollars that will draw the unbanked in so these are what the quasi-banked but what are they going to share the data on the new pilot program is designed to be farther reaching and more organized about 10 banks agreed to exchange data, which is quite unusual. So they are now going to share your data amongst themselves, presuming you have some kind of bank account. And you know that little fine print in the credit card applications that allow the banks to access your credit scores? Well, they'll probably, if it's not already, modify that a bit to include going in and looking at your demand deposit accounts. I don't even want to say savings and checking because they're all basically classified as checkable. Now demand deposits, the plans, but this is the kicker. This is really why the plans grew out of product reach. After protests following the killing of George Floyd and police custody, the OCC, that's the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, convened bankers, financial technology executives, and nonprofit leaders to brainstorm. Because when the people are unhappy, they protest. And And that protest and that loss of confidence threatens the positions of the guys that are in these power seats whether it's uh, the whether it's the central banks or the government different government agencies or bankers themselves or wall street they need your confidence so let's throw these people a bone so that they don't create conflict and we can remain in power and the bottom line is well, okay, this is my opinion, I can't guarantee this, but this is my opinion, but that's why they're doing this, because they don't want the protests, right? And so, hey, if you suddenly could never get a credit card or never get a loan, and now you're able to do that, then you're not going to come out against the powers that be as much, at least that's their theory. Time is going to tell how accurate this is, but the reality is, is when people are hungry and hopeless, they make choices they would not otherwise make. Like those predatory lenders, charging 589% interest in the pandemic and businesses booming. Shocker that business is booming during the pandemic with so many desperate people losing their jobs. And much as I know, Um, There have been many companies that have lamented how hard it is to find people. You know, a lot of people that have been out of work, they go to those payday lenders, they go to predatory lenders, where they, those that can least afford it, I mean, wealthy people get the best credit, right? They get the the cheapest interest, 1% free, 3% free but those that can least afford it are stuck with 600% interest in many cases. Now there are a few cases that have capped the interest to 36%, even though these guys can borrow close to 0%. I think that's quite a nice little profit margin. And of course they say that they have to charge this much. I'm about to connect the dots from the previous slide to this one, give me a minute, but, Of course, they say they have to because they expect, so whatever the percentage is to default. But um, I'm going to suggest that you go to the blog and look at this if you want to know which states are capped and which ones are not. Uh, And you can see that these darker ones, no cap, they can go up to 600%. Yeah. You ever getting out of debt? If you're paying 600% or 300%, et cetera, and how that compounds. Now, this is one of the reasons, too, why I'm telling you that variable rate debt, which is what we were just talking about before this, you know, people without credit scores having access to credit cards. Um, But variable rate debt is what puts you in the greatest jeopardy during a reset when interest rates are spiking, you never get out of that debt. So by luring a whole bunch of more people in, Oh, but you know, this is, this is just predatory lenders. This is, this is not those big 10 banks that we were just talking about. Of course they would never ever do that. Oh, Well, it is one of the cruel ironies of the pandemic at a time of great suffering for millions of working class Americans. The odd financial rhythms of the past year with its wave of job layoffs, followed by unprecedented government stimulus and a sharp economic rebound because of that government stimulus. I mean, people are tired of being cooped up and Hey, if you just got your however many checks that you've just gotten and you main, you were able to maintain your job, you're out there shopping, boom, strong economic rebound on the heels of taxpayer and all of the debt that's been taken on. Okay. But sharp economic rebound have helped some of these high interest lenders rake in record earnings. Yeah. Think? That the windfall for these companies came just as the federal reserve was making near zero rate loans available for corporate America and the wealthy kind of ticks a lot of people off, but I need to take you back in history. Just a teeny weeny bit. Let's connect these dots in July, the consumer financial protection bureau CFPB repealed substantial portions of a 2017 rule that would have required lenders to determine a consumer's ability to repay the loans. You know why? Because that would have knocked out 68% of all of their lending abilities on day-to-day, day-to-day traditional payday loans. So, hey, we cannot, no, we don't want to determine if this entity, if this person can actually repay the loan. And I guess why not? The banks are doing it for corporations that are underwater too. Does it really matter? Does debt really matter? Well, at the end of the day, the answer is yes, debt does matter. But additionally, a separate rule issued by the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, the OCC. They're also the ones that do derivatives derivatives in the FDIC insured banks every quarter. Okay. The OCC in October, 2020 made it easier for lenders like Innova and Elevate to partner with, are you ready for this national banks to originate high cost loans. Wait, did I read that right? National banks to originate those high-cost loans. Consumer advocates have denounced such arrangements as a -a rent-a-bank schemes designed to circumvent those state-level interest rate caps. Though not every state has strong interest rate caps. But if a bank in Nevada originates or works through a third party like Elevate, Anova, you know, the payday lenders and those kinds of things, if they're in the background so you don't see that it's your bank that's actually doing this, they're getting the money for basically free. And then the little guys, I mean, seriously, you always have to ask yourself, when they give you something that looks good for you, you want to always ask yourself, okay, okay, Whose benefit is this really in? Is this really in my benefit? When we're young and naive, we might, yeah, I mean, I remember getting my first credit card thinking, woohoo, this is awesome. You know, and did I abuse it because I didn't know how to manage it? Of course I did. Most naive people do. But then we, hopefully we learn. Let us hope that we learn these lessons before it's too late. I have to read this one. Anticipating a boom in demand from struggling borrowers. Inova last year acquired On Deck, a lender that specializes in small business loans that have an average interest rate of 49%. Well, I guess at least that's not 600%. The opportunity, as the company puts it, so is this the final nail in in mom and pops? Because a lot of them did not emerge out of this pandemic alive or their businesses alive. The opportunity, as the company puts it, is to capitalize on the hair salons, gyms, local retailers, and restaurants that have struggled over the past year. So you have struggled to survive this mess that we are in. And you have done everything that you could in your power. Maybe you were able to get a PPP loan. Maybe you did it on credit cards and savings. But you managed to survive And I applaud you for that because that could not have been easy at all. But now you have ANOVA going, well, many of these businesses have used up their savings trying to survive the pandemic, Fisher said on the April call. This could lead to a surge, to a large surge in demand that we are ready to fill at 49% interest when we're basically getting the money for zero. No protections there. Are there? So here's the one back in July of 2020. Pay lenders get, payday lenders get breaks and revive because it doesn't matter whether or not they can pay, we'll still be able to lend them the money. We're getting a lot out of them before they die a very slow and painful debt death. And then on October 27th office of the comptroller of the currency issues, true lender rule, which says the rule specifies. So this is how they, that this is what's enabled them to get around those rate caps in some states. The rule specifies that a bank makes a loan and is the true lender. If as of the date of origination is named as the lender in the loan agreement or funds the loan so now it's based upon the state and i'm going to go back to that for a minute edgar before i move on so now it's based on the state and what their caps are so if you're like say in vermont that has a strong weight uh rate cap and you're working with a paid day lender or a nova or one of those guys but they go to wisconsin which can charge up to 600%, there's no protection for the guy that's taking out that loan. So again, I'm going to encourage you to go in, um, check this out, and pay a little bit more attention to it than you might have been. Um, now, in, in all fairness, the OCC's True Lender Rule, while intended to make it easier For fintechs and other non-bank lenders, a lot of the lending that used to be done inside of the banking system, we've talked about this before, has gone to non-bank lenders, which do not have the same level of um, supervision. Not that I'm particularly impressed with the level of supervision, to be perfectly honest with you. But still, they don't even have that. Uh, As well as the oversight The OCC's true lender rule is intended to make it easier for fintechs and other non-bank lenders to issue loans through partnerships with national banks. So merging of the two, you kind of remember when we used to have, well, really since 33, we had savings banks. So banks that took your deposits separate from investment banks that took risk. Well, Citicorp was great in getting that one gone. So those two have merged, eliminating your protection. So hence they needed the bail-in laws. And now, you know, a lot of that lending has shifted to non-bank entities, but of course the banks still need to get their piece of the pie. So it's a great way, she says facetiously, for non-banks and banks to collaborate to undermine the little guy. (sighs) Rent-a-bank. I love that. The true lender rule would allow fintechs to get around those caps through so-called rent-a-bank schemes. It's a great gig if you can get it. You only have so many, a small portion, 10% of all the businesses that charge interest. Everybody else pays it. It's a great gig if you could get it. But now I'm wondering if the reclassification of your savings account into demand deposits don't all tie in with this because I think that it does. You're listening to all of the blowout numbers because something's got to keep this ball going until they're ready for the reset. And we've talked about this before, but UBI is here. We talked about the child tax credit expansion that kicks in on July 15th with monthly payments to families. Now, supposedly this is temporary, but you watch. Once you start giving it to people, you can't take it away, just like, just like all of the money printing. Once the central bank started giving free money to banks and Wall Street, could they take it away? No. Remember what happened when they tried? right September 2019 when the money markets froze no once you start you cannot stop so this is the this is definitely the start of UBI I'll put my neck on the line I don't think they're going to be able to stop Congress made two other changes that effectively convert the credit into near universal child allowance First, it made the credit full the credit full refundable, which means that the entire amount can go to households that don't make enough money to pay income taxes. And secondly, Congress ordered the IRS to begin regular payments of the credit, turning the lump sum refunds during tax season into a routine benefit. For 2021, UBI is here. Now let's just watch how they continue to expand it. They have to. They have to or everything implodes. But remember, this is kind of like a game of musical chairs. When they get, when it gets too expensive to maintain this garbage, which is really when the big kahunas get out and the retail public gets in, Retail, which is exactly where we're at, majorly happening, I've been showing you this right along the way, then it will become too expensive and the musical chairs, the music will stop. You know why I know I'm not going to be holding the hot potato? Because I'm holding gold and silver. That guarantees me a chair, always. And it guarantees you one as well. Because we all know my very favorite question, and I get asked this all the time because people think that they can do this forever. Number one, they can't do it forever. They could do it longer than you would imagine, but not forever. And number two, they don't want to do it forever. They just want to transition us into a new system. And right now, we are in the roaring 20s. That's what all of this money printing is about. That's what all of the debt is about. This came out today, something borrowed. This, oops, let me grab my little penny thing here, my laser pointer. This blue line is margin debt. Look at how much more margin debt it is taking to keep the S&P 500. It's margin debt as compared to the S&P 500 to keep things going. And that's not the only debt. I should have maybe done one. I'll, I'll pull that up. I show it to you pretty regularly anyway, central bank balance sheet to the S&P 500 or to stocks, right? If all you look at is the number on the screen and you listen to these talking heads telling you how great this bull market is, how cheap it is, well, maybe it's a little expensive, but that's not too bad. And relatively speaking, an interest rate, blah, blah, blah. Stop listening to them. They do not have your best interest at heart. Not at all. They have their jobs at heart. And it's all a manipulation. All of it is a manipulation to nudge you, perception management, nudge you in the direction that they want you to go. This came out on 5.11. I did talk about it a little bit in the interview that I did with Chris Marcus because certainly he's actually been quoted in this article accounting errors caused lbma to overstate silver holdings by 3300 tons during the march silver squeeze in which we were repeatedly told by goldman sachs and central banks and everybody else oh they could never force a squeeze on the silver markets because of all the rules they put in place and all the well they didn't say lying but here you go lying that they do there is a finite amount of this and this Chris gave me this actually it's beautiful. It's a beautiful coin. Okay. There's a finite amount of this. There's a finite amount of this. There is an unlimited amount of contracts because that's a button push. They don't have to go in the ground and mine or do anything. These what they say gold. That's a spot market contract. They can create however much gold they want to that does not nor ever will exist. But I wanted to show you that at the moment as of today, well, as of yesterday anyway, so I think it went through it today, we are at a resistance level on the top. If it blows through, I don't see any more resistance till we get to about 19, looks like about 1940-ish or something like that. And we see a similar pattern with silver, too. Okay, this was the close as of yesterday. You can see it is sitting right on a resistance level. I think that it probably broke it today in both spot gold and spot silver. Neither one of those graphs represent the true value that you see here. And if you're waiting for Wall Street to do that, well, you're going to be waiting until the central banks are ready to reset the currency. And they will do that when all confidence in the currency is lost. So when people are battered and beaten and bloodied and bruised enough, then they'll make a different choice. But I'm asking you, everybody that's watching, and I really want you to share this one, to end that nominal confusion because that is a huge tool. You see the stock market going up and you go, is that grand? That's where I want to go. But it's going up on a sea of debt and debt can only make things appear to be going well. At the end of the day, you either have to pay that debt, roll that debt over, or default on it. And when these markets reverse course, that is why it is so critical for the central banks to keep these markets floating because when they reverse course and all that margin debt, I mean, we're at, we're at extreme margin debt highs. Historically, the reverse happens. And then, you will be forced or entities that, are whole, that bought stocks on margin will be forced to sell those stocks or whatever the market will bear in order to come up with those margin calls. That's why central banks cannot stop printing money. I don't care what they say. They can't raise the interest rate. I don't care what they say. Well, what they're saying is they're not going to do it because they can't. All of those margin debt, all of that is based on interest rates plus all the debt that the central banks are growing, that the governments are growing. It's all interest rates, but the interest rates are really the only tool they have and with them anchored at zero, they're out of tools. Well, earlier today, I'm not sure exactly when uh, it's going to be out, but check, keep checking with our socials, and you'll know when they're out. But I was with Mario Neko on Manico 64, and we had a great we had a great conversation. But he had lots and lots and lots of very good questions, which you may have too. So I would strongly encourage you to go and watch that interview when it comes out. It was really a pleasure to be with him today. And uh, next week, I will be a guest on the Wall Street Gold and Silver Channel, which is a new, I think that's a new channel for us too. So and you guys know I always love that. And yay, I'm doing a coffee with Lynette with my good friend George Gammon from Rebel Capitalist. He's going to be joining us live next Wednesday. And um, also he has he has something coming up in June, which I'm going to be part of. So we'll probably talk more about that then. And uh, I'm looking forward to it because I love George. Are we going to do it here at the office? Do you know at the office? Okay. so that's next Wednesday live. And also next Thursday, I will be on with my good friend Wolf Richter and uh, doing another Coffee with Lynette. So lots of Coffee with Lynette's next week and lots of interviews. It's going to be a busy week. Of course, for any behind-the-scenes look and updates, just follow my Instagram at Lynette Zhang and Twitter at ITMTrading underscore Zang. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe. Hit that bell next to it. We'll let you know when we're going live. And make sure if you like this, please give us a thumbs up. And leave a comment below. Don't forget to go visit the blog for all of these images and all of the links. And share, share, share. This is the time that we really need to be sharing with everybody. Because... You know, more and more people can see how crazy it is. They might get caught up in the markets going higher. Oh, I I don't want to get out now. I don't want to miss out. But I'm going to tell you, I would always rather be two weeks, two years, ten years. I don't care. I would always rather be early than even one second too late because that one second costs you all of your choices. And as you guys well know, it is time to cover your assets. Here at ITM Trading, we use the Wealth Shield, which is based upon the strategy that I started to formulate back in 1987 as I started studying currencies. And of course, the foundation is real money, gold and silver. So, but it's also about food, water, energy, security, community and shelter, because these are all of the things that we need to maintain and expand our wealth base and to make sure that our family has choices because I don't want to be part of what the World Economic Forum. Hey, you own nothing and you're happy. No, then you are a slave and I don't want to be a slave and I don't want even more than that. I don't want my children, my grandchildren, my great grandchildren to be slaves. And I'm pretty sure you don't either. So until next we meet, which will be tomorrow, please be safe out there. Bye-bye.